Carlsbad. People, purpose, and impact. An essential podcast for those who live, work, visit, and play in Carlsbad. Good morning and welcome everyone. My name is Brett Schonsenbach and I am the president and CEO of the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce. And I'm your host today and I'm very pleased to have with me Kim Sidoriak from Visit Carlsbad, the brand new president and CEO. Did I say your last name right, Sidoriak? You did. Awesome. Very good. Thank you. Well, thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you so much for having me. Great to see you. Yeah. And it's great to have you here as part of our Carlsbad family. You, uh, I'm gonna, we're going to dig in just a little bit to your background because it's kind of fun. You came to us most recently from Santa Monica, where it looks like you were there for quite a few years. Tell us about that part of your journey. Sure. So um, I was with Santa Monica Travel and Tourism for 14 years. Started before smartphones existed, before Facebook, before the financial crisis. So That's time flies when you're having fun and going through some challenges. Yeah. Uh, that was my first uh, experience in a tourism board, and I just immediately fell in love with it. I think working in marketing, I have a marketing background, and when you have a product that's so dynamic, you know, rather than working on one brand or one product, working in destination marketing, you work within a community. And so there's the restaurant scene, there's shopping, there's attractions, there's hotels, and then even among those hotels, there's independently owned, there's big brands. So all those pieces, I think is why I just fell in love with working in destination marketing. And, you know, Santa Monica is a a wonderful destination and um, very dynamic community. So like I said, time flies when you're having fun. That That is wild, though, for you to, you know, pointing out that you've been in the industry so long, like some of the things that we just all take for granted yes. now, you know, <laughs> the power of the smartphone and and all the social media pieces. They weren't even there when you were first starting your whole journey. So you've seen quite of evolution and and in, in how you have to approach reaching your market or your your customers, your clients. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, working in marketing, you always have to be nimble, be nimble, flexible, respond to trends, be ahead of trends. So um, that's what keeps it interesting. I mean, it's, it's why I love working in, working in destination marketing and doing what I do. Yeah. How did you get in, in the first place? What, what, what was the entry point for you? I know it was Santa Monica, but what got you there? Uh, so I started my career working in an advertising agency um, called Saatchi and Saatchi. So um, they had their biggest account was Toyota. And um, while I loved working in the ad agency world, um, just working around creative people and uh, having the opportunity to work on a big brand like that, I found after a few years that I just wasn't passionate about automotive. Um, you know, we worked on the Prius campaign and, oh, you know, how do hybrid engines work? It's just not... I'm not a gearhead. That's, yeah. you know. And so um, thinking about, you know, how much time you spend working and marketing a product, I thought about, well, what would I want to spend my time? Like, what industry would I want to work on? And I had just caught the travel bug. You know, I was new in my career and started having, you know, salary and, and disposable income and just fell in love with traveling and thought, well, if that would be my hobby, then could I make it also my career? Um, so... Went from Saatchi and Saatchi to Hilton Hotels Corporation. They used to have a corporate headquarters in Beverly Hills and worked for Hilton Honors, the loyalty program. And I thought that that would be a foray into working more on more into the boutique hotel side. So kind of getting in on the big brand and then uh, kind of moving more into boutique hotel marketing and 
Um, that's when I found the the position at Santa Monica Travel and Tourism, and I didn't realize that tourism boards existed in smaller municipalities. You know, I knew that they existed on a country level like Australia or for a you know city like Las Vegas, yeah. but I would I didn't know that they existed on a more community level, and so. When I found that position, it was like, this is perfect. And uh, yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, that is very, very cool. And I I also noticed that you're a USC grad. Yes, fight on Trojans. Yeah, we we have a couple of those on our board of directors. So we we don't hold it against any of them. Sure. No, (laughs) just kidding. I know they have a tight network. So I'll have have to make sure to point out to you who who your other fellow Trojans are on our board of directors. So (laughs) you guys can... um, Let's see, either uh, celebrate it or, you know, whine about it, whichever, no you know, depending way. on what I mean, depending season on how it is. The sports, uh, yeah, sports exactly. is going. <laughs> <laughs> so tourism in Carlsbad is very robust. Yes. And it's, I mean, we are blessed. Yes. We are very blessed. And, you know, if we're, we're honest, we need to give a quick shout out and thank you to Legoland for locating here in 1999 because um, it has definitely helped boom our, our tourism here locally. And currently, I might be one behind, but I believe we're up to 43 hotels. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, 43 hotels and growing. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem to stop. Right. Um, and um, before COVID, BC. Yeah. That's, that's a, you know, BC used to mean something else, but now it means before COVID. BC, Carlsbad was generating about $27 million a year in TOT funds or Transit occupancy, what is that? Trans- tax. tax. Transit occupancy tax. Transit yes. occupancy tax. That's a lot of money. So that's fantastic uh, for the city of Carlsbad. And it shows how strong my research when I first came here to the chamber, um, I found out that Carlsbad, for our county mm-hmm. of San Diego, we're the second highest generator of that revenue stream, TOT revenue, mm-hmm. and um, which is just phenomenal. So why don't you share with people like how your organization gets funds? And, and I know you've, you've had a little uh, evolution in that. And so feel free to share about that. And then, and then we'll continue on. Sure. Um, So I feel so grateful and so lucky to be joining and leading this organization at this stage, because we are on the path to post COVID recovery. Thank goodness. Um, But also because our funders, the Carlsbad tourism business improvement district, did the right thing by changing the funding model um, most recently. So for many years, and and the Tourism Business Improvement District uh, was created, I believe, 10 to 15 years ago. But for many years, it was simply just a flat $1 assessment on hotel room nights. And many other tourism boards um, and many of of Carlsbad's competitors are funded differently. They're They're funded on a percentage base. So with that it really didn't present opportunities for budget growth for the organization. So Visit Carlsbad for many years operated at about a million dollars, million and a half dollars, while their competitors were working off of three, five, six, eight, ten million dollar budgets. Fortunately, uh, the CTBID, which I'll call it, they changed that funding model to a 2%. And so that immediately um, doubled the budget from 1.5 to 3 million. That's what our, our current uh, annual operating budget is. But the collections of that are, are really exceeding um, the anticipated 
collections. So it means that our budget will be growing over the next few years, and it's finally time, and we have the resources available to compete with the Newports, the Dana Points, the Santa Barbaras, uh, the Santa Monicas, of course, um, and really get out there and step out big and bold and say, we're here. We have, in many cases, more hotels than many of you. We have more meeting space than many of you. And it's gorgeous here. So again, I'm so excited to come in at this time when we have the levers in place to compete. And it is gorgeous here. We're looking out this window right now at these blue skies and like 70 degree weather. Um, It is so gorgeous here. So for those, though, who don't fully know exactly what you do as a destination marketing organization, why don't you just kind of share, you know, what your guys' focus is on a day to day basis? Yeah, so we actually um, just completed a two-year strategic plan with our board of directors and and taking input from um, city council members and stakeholders like you, Brett. And so, you know, really over the next two years, our main points of focus will be kind of in four areas. One, we want to elevate the destination brand. Um, And as I mentioned, you know, now we have the funding and and the, um, the budget in place to do that. Um, And really put Carlsbad on the map and have people understand what this destination is about. And as I've um, started reintroducing myself in the California travel industry of, you know, I'm now with Visit Carlsbad, I start to hear what people's perceptions of Carlsbad are. And it is really interesting. I also had an opportunity to speak to 20 event and meeting planners, conference planners, a couple of weeks ago. And their perception of Carlsbad is that it's smaller than it is. They think of the beach, they think of Legoland, they think of the village, which are all huge destination drivers for us. But they don't realize that some of the some of our largest resorts are Carlsbad, are within the boundaries of Carlsbad, like Omni La Costa. People think it's in Encinitas. They think it's in a town called La Costa. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's understandable, um, actually. Right. Yeah. And so, and then you talk about the trails and the lagoons and the golf courses. Um, So I just think that there's so much that we can do with the right funding in place to shift perceptions, to communicate how much larger and how much more diversity of of offerings there are in Carlsbad. So elevate the destination brand. That's number one. Number two, we want to create year-round demand. So we all know that Carlsbad gets busy during the summer. This is not an opportunity for us to drive more business during the summer. It's an opportunity for Visit Carlsbad to level that business out and really increase the hotel business during those shoulder seasons, fall, winter, early spring. Um, that's a great time to bring folks in that might not be uh, you know, limited to school break travel, right? So creating that year-round demand. Uh, number three, we want to grow the corporate, um, corporate and meetings business, um, you know, Leisure travel is uh, is expected to make full recovery by the end of 2022. Business and meetings travel is going to pace a little bit farther behind, as well as international. So we need to be laying the groundwork. Some conferences and meetings are planned, you know, further and further in advance. Um, so we need to be laying the groundwork for booking future business into Carlsbad for those conferences and events. Um, and then finally, building the organization. So uh, right now we're a team of two. Me and Mark, our VP of Marketing and Communications. Small but mighty. Small but mighty, nimble, yeah. flexible. Yeah. Um, but we're um, you know, growing the organization. We'll be moving into a new office space in the next couple of months. Um, and we'll be hiring out our team and, and um, building up the team. So 
that's kind of what we'll be focusing on over the next uh, couple of years. Very interesting. Well, we're talking with Kim Sidoriak, the new president and CEO of Visit Carlsbad. We're going to take a brief pause and we will be right back to continue this discussion. So, Kim, we were just sharing about um, your focus, your fourfold focus for the next, you know, for the coming years and in, in your strategic plan. I was, it was curious because you mentioned that you've been kind of finding out what people's perceptions are of Carlsbad. And I was, it was very interesting to hear the, that um, people in the conference planning or group business stuff, you know, have maybe a, a mistaken notion that we're smaller than we are. How do you, how do you specifically target that to kind of try to drive more, you know, people into the Park Hyatt and the Omni and the West and in our other places that have conference space? Right. So um, first and foremost, we need to do a little bit more research, of course, and, and finding exactly out what those perceptions are. Um, so we're working with a San Diego based agency to, going to help us go through a destination rebrand. And the first phase that's starting at this point will be conducting focus groups among potential visitors, among um, meeting and event planners, among our, our local stakeholders, and finding out, you know, what do you, what do you know about Carlsbad? What do you not know? What are those, you know, potential barriers to entry? Again, you know, from talking uh, to uh, various meeting planners, sometimes that accessibility to local airports is an issue. So how do we, you know, what can we do from a destination experience perspective to make up for that? But it really comes down to utilizing targeting and, and going to trade shows and meeting with potential clients and, and those meeting planners and either having them come out and experience the destination Getting them around to seeing the hotel product, seeing how close things are, how easy and beautiful and safe and clean it is, of course. Um, but they really need to get here or we need to get to those various other markets and talk to those clients and let them know what we have to offer. And again, with limited budget, there's only so much you can do. Sure. But now we have the right levers in place. So excited to get out there and start changing people's minds. That's uh, That makes sense. Yeah, bringing them here makes a lot of sense. I hadn't even thought of that. My experience in the couple of years that I've been here, which is it's only been three, and two of them have been affected by COVID. But, um, you know, there was a and this is before you guys had your new formula. So you're un, under your old budget. There was, I would say, a decent amount of emphasis placed on uh, the drive markets. So places like Phoenix and, and um, you know, L.A. and beyond, you know, trying to attract those folks. But but you actually threw out a word that had never even crossed my mind. You threw out the word international. Yes. So talk about that and how that could work. Yeah, I mean, I definitely see that as an area for growth for Carlsbad. Um, and certainly with Legoland being here, that's that will be a huge driver. And, and it was in the past, just at a smaller level. I think the drive market is still going to be a strong base for us sure. and um, and um, certainly, you know, having such large metros nearby uh, is, is extremely important. So we'll still continue to invest in those drive markets. We're doing so right now. But in terms of areas for growth, I'm definitely seeing some increased airlift into San Diego from some of the Canadian metros. And so we're actually doing a little bit of marketing investment into Canada, uh, Canada, Canada already. Um, and so I think we're well positioned for that future growth, um, but also for domestic long haul markets, um, you know, getting into, you know, Texas, New York, Chicago, 
Um, but for right now, we are, are we are still targeting those drive markets, doing a little bit of investment into Canada, but looking to grow those into the, that longer haul domestic markets as well. Very nice. I mean, obviously, those of us who are here and blessed to be here on a day-to-day basis know why wouldn't you want to come from Canada, Texas, or any of those places and come spend some time here in this time of year, especially. But um, but I guess that's part of your job is to, you know, help us stop being such a great secret and, <laughs> exactly. and, <laughs> and exactly. become a household name. You know, when you think about, though, the, the influx of tourism, there's always a little bit of tension, you know, with those who live and work here on a day-to-day basis outside the tourism industry, right? Certainly, yeah. Uh, and just kind of some of the other um, industries that we have here and are blessed to have here in Carlsbad. Have you had any negative pushback at all, like from residents who are like, oh, we have enough visitors, stop? Um, I've definitely heard a few comments, sure. certainly. But I think that um, with Carlsbad being geographically, you know, decently large, as again, from my previous role in Santa Monica, much smaller, much more compact area and many more residents living within the confines of the where the hotels were. So with you know with Carlsbad being a little bit more spread out and having some areas where it is purely residential, I don't think it's going to be as large of an issue. The other thing is, you know, for visit Carlsbad our 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 focus is really at targeting those overnight guests. Um, we want to make sure that we're you know, driving revenues into the city from a TOT perspective, but also those overnight guests also spend more in the destination. They shop, they dine. That increases sales tax revenues. Um, so we are not focusing on just getting that day visitor, and we are not focusing on getting that Rancho Bernardo coming in. Those folks are coming, you know, want to cool down, go to the beach, but that's not what we're targeting. We're going to be targeting that overnight visitor that's going to be generating more revenue into the city without that kind of environmental impact. Yeah. And uh, you bring up just a great point. I mean, yes, somebody comes overnight and stays at a hotel, but then they eat at the restaurant, they shop at the local shops, you know, they're doing the exponential effect, economic impact impact of that visitor is so huge. Um, It touches a very broad swath of our community but even the residents who maybe work here at, you know, some of our other biotechs or whatever industry that they might work at, um, because the, the revenue that comes into the city from these tourists, I mean, that's helping pay for some phenomenal amenities we have in this community. Completely. I mean, parks and public safety. I mean, all these things that create our quality of life are being enhanced by that tourist who's who's paying into our revenue. Absolutely. I mean, I think the quality of life, so I've lived here for four months now, <laughs> <laughs> and the quality of life here is incredible. And um, I'm proud to say that tourism is a component in, in setting up the, the funding source that that provides that quality of life. And, and also that residents get to enjoy those hotels for their golf courses. They get to enjoy them for their um, venues, for their weddings or anniversaries. And those business owners get to enjoy those venues for their conferences and team building activities. So there are, you know, obviously the revenue benefits in terms of, you know, revenues into general funds and and what those funds go to, but also the ability to enjoy those golf courses, those spas, those restaurants, and those venues. So for somebody who might be listening to this podcast, maybe um, 
maybe uh, they heard about it, you know, from a friend who lives local and they're like, yeah, you got to come visit us. And, and they're listening to this. What would be the easiest way to see some of the cool stuff you've created and content and learn more about Carlsbad? Uh, absolutely. So obviously our website is visitcarlsbad.com and uh, on Instagram at visitcarlsbad. Um, we're about to launch some exciting spring campaigns in association with the flower fields. We're going into season next week. Um, so over the next couple of months, we have a program called Pedal to Pedal. Oh, nice. Uh, which is encouraging folks to pedal on their bikes to all things floral. We've reached out to a number of Carlsbad businesses to um, get them to have floral themed offerings. So things like lavender lattes, oh, um, you know, floral infused spa treatments. So we're encouraging folks to go to the flower fields, but also check out all the floral offerings from our local Carlsbad businesses. And we also have, uh, we'll also be launching a pedal to pedal app where folks can check in to some of these offerings. And if they check into three offerings, they'll be automatically entered to win a two night stay at Kasara with a Oof. few other perks. Nice. So get ready for pedal to pedal. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So now is your hard question. Oh, great. Yeah, that was the easy <laughs> stuff. But you mentioned that you've been here for four months. So the question is, what do you love most about Carlsbad? Oh, gosh, I love <laughs> so many things. And for me, coming down here was a personal goal and a professional goal. So I just can't tell you how grateful I am to be here. So I think what I've discovered that I love so much is the trails. Um, and you can find me out almost every weekend with my family, out on the trails, exploring, um, trying to get my kids into hiking. That's a little bit of a challenge because they're four and six, but just the open space in the trails, um, you know, for a former Angelino, yeah, um, yeah, just yeah. that beauty, that natural beauty is is really incredible for me. I'm uh finishing an article right now for our um, our business journal, which is going to press in a day or so. And one of the pieces that comes out in the article is that we have 67 miles of trails. That's astounding. I know. And, and again, phenomenal. something that, you know, people probably don't, it's not a perception that they hold of that open space that those trails for walking and mountain biking. So that's one of the things we want to raise awareness about of, you know, people are looking for being out in nature and, and having that open space. So that's something Carlsbad can deliver on. For sure. Very nice. Is there anything we missed that you wanted to make sure you shared? I don't want to anyway cut you off. Not at all. I think, I think we've covered it, but awesome. I'm happy well, to come back any other time. <laughs> uh, I would love that. And we really appreciate you taking time to come down and share with us that I think the future is bright for Carlsbad. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Brett. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on our Carlsbad People, Purpose and Impact podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please hit the follow button on wherever you get your audio. And please tell a friend. We would love to hear your feedback, which you can share at carlsbadpodcast.com. You can leave us a review, ask a question, or leave an audio comment, which we can play on the show in the future. And that's all we have for today. Can't wait to see you next time on Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact. And remember, share some kindness today. It's free, creates goodwill, and makes you feel great.